This week on the Lessons for Leaders podcast, I'm talking to you about keeping employees motivated before Christmas. How do we prevent that pre-Christmas slump? People are often demotivated or even distracted with Christmas plans or because December is the shortest working month, there's the pressure to get things done before the big break. So if you're already feeling isolated, disconnected, how does that impact on your staff when they've got the big business shut down or time off over Christmas and New Year too? So then there's the lack of connection, there's the lack of Christmas parties, increasing the stressful times. So how do we keep engagement and motivation high? Have a listen and find out. Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stressed out and overwhelm so that I help you to increase your performance, to be resilient and to thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer, helping you and your workforce to increase that performance and make an impact that you want in the world. So welcome back to the Lessons for Leaders podcast, everyone. It's so good to have you here. I hope by now that you've remembered to hit that subscribe button and please do go and leave me a review. If you enjoy this episode, give me your key takeaways and thoughts and what you value from the podcast. And if you would like my monthly leadership and wellbeing newsletter then head over to my website at emmalankton.com forward slash training and you can sign up to that there i send it out each month the beginning of each month and it gives information about general tips and themes that i see and hear in organizations that i work with I will share latest research and recommendations and developments for improving well-being and performance and you get this straight into your inbox. So go over to my website emmalankton.com forward slash training and you can find the box to sign up to that there. Finally, I'm already booking calls, conversations and sitting down with organisations, virtually, of course, um, to make plans for their 2021 leadership and well-being for their organisations. We are looking at, you know, what you want and need the most in your workplace well-being, how you get measurable returns on your investment and in the process, make the workplace happier, more productive and a more engaged workforce, as well as having the best leaders in your organisation too. So if you want to find out more about that, then get in touch with me again, emma at emmalankton.com or head over to my website and you can book a call straight into my diary from the contact page. So getting down to today, how do we keep employees motivated before Christmas? Well, You know, although some of your staff may be winding down, others may be working frantically to make sure that everything gets done before the break. So we've got this juxtaposition between 
are they winding up or winding down? And really we need people to still be doing everything that they need to do. So some of them are dealing with a remarkable amount of pressure and no doubt this will not be helped by seeing some of their more relaxed colleagues or even some people that are still on furlough. And it might sometimes seem as though the pressure is actually making people more productive as the holidays approach. And you might be asking, isn't that a good thing? And I would say, well, yes, it is sometimes. But as I explain in my workshop, some amount of pressure is good. And then we can get to too much. And then we can get to crisis point. And so your people may be productive, but they're not necessarily happy or well. And if they're not happy, what will they do? They lose motivation, they become unhappy, obviously. Um, they're even looking to leave their position. So yes, even with unemployment high, that won't stop them from applying for other jobs. I spoke to one company just the other week who had had three resignations in just one week. So, you know, an essential first step to ensuring that your people remain motivated is to understand the pressures that they're facing. There's more to the holiday mode than you might think, and particularly in December. Staff are not just distracted by the possibility of fun and festivity or, you know, rushing to get the work done. There's also a variety of anxieties and worries that can take hold all year round, but become increasingly pressurised as the year comes to an end. And then of course, right now, because of the pandemic and because of the state of the environment in the workplace, there may well be concerns about their job or redundancy, or even just can they face another year doing this, which is common at this time and through January. Research finds that the Christmas period is often the most stressful for your employees. And one survey, I know it was back in 2016, so it's not taken into account the pandemic, but the survey by Sodexo found that 23% of UK employees feel more stressed in the run-up to Christmas. So think about why that stress and pressure is there. December is the shortest working month because of the break for the holiday then there's the pressure to get things done before the break and this enormous big finish thing, you know, and Christmas and not just finishing for Christmas, but finishing for the year. Not to mention if there's the possibility in your organisation about finishing for the end of the quarter or even year end. And then personally for them, there's financial worries, maybe the pressure to be the best Christmas and all of that stuff and get all the gifts and stuff done and things done and... You know, where are people going to be and who can they mix with and all of that that's adding into this year on top of the usual things that I've been talking about here. All of this can mean that they're losing sleep or they're coming to work tired or perhaps distracted, you know, with a lack of focus and this leads to presenteeism and ill health. Now, as I say, all of this has been around for employees in December for many years, but after the year we've had, it could be exacerbated by the worries and the stress and the pressure of a distanced Christmas and where can we go and what tier are we in and what does it mean? On top of that, we've also got to consider the winter well-being 
and their physical health or ill health with the coughs and colds and flus that's and it's all talked about during this time generally and then the pandemic again and the effects of winter on health so you know whilst we're in doom and gloom here let's just look at all of the negatives um, <laughs> but we need to be realistic about the possibility of what is going on let's just hold on to your hat here for some numbers Illness caused by winter weather is um, a cause of workplace stress for 16% of UK employees, according to the Office of National Statistics, right? When staff are ill and losing a day or two in the office and they stay at home, we need them really to be resting and recovering. Research has found that half of UK workers will go into work despite feeling unwell. And so an ill worker is definitely not a motivated worker. All right, and that's when we get presenteeism and then we get the risk of that illness spreading through the office if you are allowing people back in your office. More numbers. Um, a 2013 UGov survey found that 21% of people, that's one in five, dislike Christmas, whilst research elsewhere found that 54% of employees dread the office party. Well, they're not going to be dreading that right now, but they may well be dreading some other activities that you decide to put on in a virtual or distancing way. Okay. Sodexo again found that almost a quarter experience stress because they feel pressured to join in with fun activities. Okay. And so what exactly can we do about all of this? Well, <laughs> you're going to laugh. My first word here. Celebrate, but it's celebrate success. So, you know, we're a nation that's brought up on being polite and don't boast and be nice to the other person so that when it comes to celebrating success, it can feel a bit boastful and a bit big-headed. But actually, it's important to ensure that achievements are recognised. Otherwise, people do become disengaged and unmotivated. So you can celebrate successes by creating the positive working environments with continually praising and congratulating individuals, doing virtual team meetings internally publicize good work if you've got a weekly roundup or your uh, intranet or something like that publicize some good work and some positive comments on there sending a card or a gift in the post even if it's a thank you note for a great piece of work or that they've finished the project uh, or delivered on time or done some any good stuff really Remember too that fun is meant to be spontaneous. So yes, you can plan some events and situations, but making it so that people actually enjoy it. Remember those stats about people not particularly liking Christmas parties. So if you're going to celebrate anything other than the success, ask them what they would like. I know you won't get a full consensus and oh my God, do I remember trying to organise my own Christmas parties and events. It was never easy. But do ask people what they want or what they don't want. So even if people seem shy or bashful or embarrassed when you're celebrating their success, they actually will still get a hit of the reward chemicals that make them feel good about themselves and their achievements. So don't be put off by that. Offer people opportunities for professional development. 
This doesn't have to cost money. There's nothing worse in trying to do a job without the right skills or equipment. And as we know, working from home and distancing or um, the difficulties when the okie-cokey of in the office, out the office, etc. with the pandemic. So sometimes people might have found recently that there are additional skills that they need and don't have or additional equipment maybe that they need or access to things that they don't have. And that will definitely lead to motivation issues or it's stress, overwhelm and feeling undervalued and not cared for. So you can mitigate the issues around these problems by providing what they need in some shape or form. If you've already done a great onboarding and induction plans, but this is for new people, then that's definitely a great start. If you've got people that have just had changes of circumstances, then perhaps arranging remote training sessions by maybe more senior staff or even, hello, external (laughs) providers. You can ask me about my training of how to cope with, you know, working well at home, healthy boundaries, managing mental health, etc. You can ask team members to give a short update on sessions or subjects of relevance, for example, an industry update or a recent recent issue that they resolved. Or provide mentors to maybe junior members of staff. And hello again, providing coaching to your leaders to help them and even to you, if whether you're a leader or HR, to be able to cope with the massive amount of pressure that you are dealing with and be able to continue in your everyday work. It's important that employers engender team spirit and encourage employees to build positive relationships with each other. So although I know it's no longer possible to host away days and in-person events and things like that, but you can do other things to make sure that your employees get the support that they need. And then you're going to think I'm bonkers. I'm asking you next to enable autonomy. So I've just said go and support them and then I'm saying back off. (laughs) But it's important that employees give some autonomy to your employees, letting them have that sense of control over what they do. And when they do it, empowers them and motivates them to do the job. It shows that you trust them to deliver. Obviously, if there's been some micromanaging, then you're going to need to work on that. But you're going to be, your people are going to be far more motivated and respond better if you let them do the job without breathing down their necks. There's nothing more that anyone wants right now than that sense of feeling in control because we've got no control over our lives, where we can go, what we can do. That virus has taken an element of control away. So by giving people a little bit of choice and a little bit of control and flexibility in what they do and when they do it or how they do it is a surefire way to increase motivation. And let's touch on, of course, I'm going to touch on this, the mental well-being. You know, we need to recognise that this shift to home working and virtual working and the run-up to Christmas and the difficulties with the pandemic and different things in different areas is going to be stressful for many. You may even still be coping with the lack of room at home, children interrupting, dogs barking, the doorbell going. And even if you're okay with it, check how your employees feel because some of them are really embarrassed or uncomfortable about it. So life can be hard. 
Ask staff what's going well and what's not and what are they struggling with. And then it gives you a clear starting point from helping them in the right ways, in the right places to improve mental well-being and motivation. Remind staff of external resources that are available to them. For example, you might have employee assistance programme, but think about whether other resources can be made available. Organisations are taking many of my trainings and putting them for three months, six months or a year on their intranet system in a licensing agreement so that it's there for their employees. Other organisations are doing like drop-in style coaching sessions that are available to employees on an ad hoc, often with me or with external providers. So talk to me if you want to know how that works, but it's there for ad hoc reaching out. So be flexible to the extent that the business needs obviously can allow, but understanding individuals' personal circumstances as well. And welcome that feedback. I keep saying this. Do a survey, formally or informally, and check in on them. Obviously, you're not going to do that now in the pressure and the run-up to Christmas, but you can possibly be talking to me or getting that survey ready to hit the ground running in January so that you start the year well with a good survey. I have several organisations that I have links to or even helping you to devise your own survey so that you can get some really good questions and provide you with a wealth of information. You can just ask on team calls and meetings, how are you? Are you okay, really? You know, and if people are quite flippant or doing just the good British, yes, I'm fine, I'm fine, then call separately to check up on them. And recognise that not everything will go perfectly and you know, but get some welcome feedback. And even if people are really critical and whingy and moany, it's an indicator of how they are. Okay, so be prepared to listen. Don't jump in and be defensive and explain. Just listen. So to finish up, remember that the dictionary defines motivation as a reason to act in a particular way, a desire to accomplish something. So we need to motivate that desire in them. One of the most important functions of management is to create that willingness amongst employees to perform at their best of their abilities. And often it's the little things that count. So let your staff know that they are valued through simple gestures such as saying thank you or well done or buying some Christmas treats and sending small gifts. Consider granting some flexible working for people that need time off for school events, you know, and um, things like that. And be a little bit more flexible, be understanding and remember those stats about not everybody loves Christmas. So I hope that has been really helpful for you to be able to think about different ways that you can keep your staff and employees motivated in these last few days and weeks up to Christmas. As ever, if you've got any questions, then please do get in touch with me. Don't forget to subscribe. Please share this or leave a review if you found it really, really helpful. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now. Oh,